Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Brian Gam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Brian Gam slam jam. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five and TikTok at AG Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome into the 111th edition of the TFS Pod. Uh, coming to you live here. Uh, Valentine's Day, aka the worst holiday of all time. Just an excuse to spend money on cards and flowers are more expensive stupid um but love on people um you know nfl season's done here college basketball um we're 26 days from selection sunday um love that um but i would be um dumb to not um start off just um talking about the uh unfortunate um events that took place just uh in our backyard really um an hour away in east lansing last night um this horrifying um disgusting act um heart and just heartbroken and just it's disgusting this keeps happening i mean heart thoughts and prayers aren't enough at this point um, this keeps happening in our country. We need to come together. It's a disgusting place right now. Um, these three um, young young people, uh, two 20-year-olds and a 19-year-old, um, and then the five that are in critical condition, um, goes out to you. Um, hope you guys um, heal up the ones that are um, in the hospital, and then the three that passed away. Um, you're in everyone's thoughts and prayers in the state, hopefully around the country as well. Um, just senseless, um, just, there's no words for it really. Um, just a horrifying thing. Um, shout out to the first responders, uh, the police, um, the medical personnel at the hospitals, the, um, people, EMTs, um, law enforcement handled that perfectly. Um, the lady that was the, uh, uh, dispatcher on the, uh, police scanner is pretty unbelievable. Um, how she handled that. Um, calmness with calmness and just got through that um you know and two i mean there are millions of people listening to that that's insane it's not how you want to spend a monday night um just sad um makes you not want to think about sports we're going to talk about sports because it's a way to get away from that um but this country needs a whole i'm not trying to make this political or get on my soapbox or anything this needs to be both sides need to come together and come up with something um because this is enough um and we rely more on religion um because they're trying to take that out um if you know what i mean they um don't want it in this country anymore and it shows um with the way people are um so yeah um unless well i guess it's not because might rub some people the wrong way podium time uh officiating is what i'm going to talk about just briefly um officiating in the purdue i'm sorry the duke versus virginia game hate duke love duke they got screwed um and the acc admitted the day after i mean that would have been a critical win for them seed wise um and help them i mean virginia's top 10 team really good top of the acc um and they lost the game um I mean, they, obviously, that's not just the only reason why, but that's a big reason because they had clean look at it, gets fouled before the time went off, and they deemed it was after the contact was after the buzzer went off, and it clearly did not. Um, so they got screwed. I'm actually with them on that. Um, but, hey, they deserve a bad break every once in a while. They're annoying. Um, and then the Super Bowl, um, you know, it was it holding at the end of the game? Yeah, I mean, it was by rule, but... The officials call that, I mean, could they have, there's more egregious things that happen that they don't call, and they're calling that, I mean, please. Um, I wasn't a fan of them kind of hinging on that, because I would love to see them kick a field goal, and then the Eagles kind of get the ball back and see what they could do if they could get a field goal, force overtime, maybe score a touchdown. Um, But yeah, officiating just continues to be an 
I'll, I'll say it's a pandemic um, in the United States. It's terrible in all sports, college, high school, pro, football, basketball, baseball, tiddlywinks, you name it. Um, it sucks on all levels. We need to come together and have better officials, get a better product, and maybe a, official reform would be nice. Um, I digress. It's just it's, it's sour grapes for me because um, we talk about crap like this every single week in this podcast and you know in a free time about how crappy refs are so get your together please yeah it's definitely a common theme of the podcast could be the final or the the final official dot net podcast mm-hmm. this is pretty ridiculous you can talk us off the ledge um, ryan well said at the beginning i'm going to kind of touch on that a little bit too and i will be semi-political although i will try not to call out too many people by name um because this time and that we're in kind of deserves that. And I, I'm going to say a couple of things. I'm going to start with this. Leave it to the Eagles fans to boo Dak Prescott for winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. If you missed it, they announced that pregame Super Bowl in Glendale on the field. Eagles fans, of course you hate Dallas. You hate Washington even more, and you hate the Giants probably even more than that. But let's remember what the award stands for the man of the year for doing philanthropic good things for humans which in this hell in a hand basket society that we live in should be celebrated not booed so freaking shame on you for booing somebody for winning a humanitarian award i don't care what team he plays for um i wrote down in my notes wtf is wrong with people speaking of which the controversy around the Jesus commercials. Are you kidding? But yet that, you know what, at the Grammys with Sam Smith as the devil was applauded with a standing ovation by the people at the Grammys. I, I'm disgusted by society. You know, we had AOC. Who votes for a piece of shit like that? I'm sorry, that's where I'm going to get political. You're voting for somebody who calls Christians fascists. That's what you want in leadership in this country. In God we trust. I pledge allegiance to the flag in the United States of America. Under, you know, and God is in there. God is in the Declaration of Independence. And all that the far left, and I'm saying far right is, is equally guilty of their own weirdness and stupidity. But the far left has been trying to flush religion for a long time. They're trying to cut it out of schools. They're insulting commercials on TV. It's pretty sad that we had to see $12 million in Super Bowl ads bought by a foundation. And kudos to, I think it was a creative group out of Grand Haven that helped on that series. They've been playing on sporting events a lot in the last really three, four months. Um, And then they kind of culminated with two ads. Like, it it really, if you're going to insult that, like, where are we as a country? I would venture to say that if today was Reckoning Day, more than half of the people in the United States would burn in hell. Um, you know, and Ryan said, we need to come together. Like, what happened at Michigan State last night was a mental health issue. Um, that was not somebody that was affiliated with Michigan State in any way. It wasn't a lover's quarrel. It was uh, a schizophrenic. It was, you know, it was sad. It was unfortunate. It could happen anywhere. It could happen at U of M Central eastern western any school and unfortunately we see it happen in schools and it's scary and it's frightening and you know we know a lot of people that were there riley uh, among others you know dauber and his his kids his three kids right there two of them live virtually right across the street from the union um one was at his frat house and it sounds like this guy may have been kind of running down frat row on his way out of town like the but here what we'll hear in the media is how it's a gun problem. No, no people. It's a effing people problem. People kill people. Guns are a weapon. People kill people. And mental health is an issue in this country. And a lot of it has to do or was exasperated by masks and lockdowns and shutdowns and the ridiculousness of that. So let's fix those wrongs, those ills, and fix people before we quarrel about Oh, this gun, that gun, this gun, that gun. I'm tired of that shit. Fix it. Fix it by staying away from those arguments that will never be won and fix the mental health crisis that's going on and start by not doing stupid shit of your own 
when the time comes. Make wise decisions. Make decisions for the people who elected you. Um, I, it, my other piece on Michigan State and the tragedy that that is, is FU New York Times yeah, for writing a piece disgusting. that says, I'm going to summarize here, that Michigan State, back in the news for all the wrong reasons after you know, kind of trying to escape the whole Larry Nassar, scandal, Larry Nassar scandal. What in the absolute flying F does what happened with the Larry Nassar scandal have to do with this? Nothing. That is purely a pot shot at Michigan State when, oh, by the way, there was somebody who assaulted far more people. I don't care that there were males and not females at Michigan. There was somebody in that same boat at Ohio State. Correlating something like that, like something that happened last night at Michigan State, is disgusting. And it's a shot at Michigan State. And it's that's the problem with the media. That's the problem with society. And I'm going to say we need, and I pray every day, every single day, that this country gets the help that it needs and it finds religion. And kudos to the, the folks that put together those Jesus commercials. I hope that helps because we are in as worse a state as in terms of society as any time in my 50 years on this earth. And it's gross, it's disgusting, it's sad, it's pathetic, and it's because we have lost our focus on what the right thing is, and it is him. Couldn't agree more. Um, very well said. Um, all right. Another, just, I hate to stay, we're going we're gonna to do the bad stuff first. Um, tee up of the week. Um, New Mexico State basketball. So if you have been following, um, there have been a, just an absolute, full pot full of issues, if you know what I mean, um, coming from Las Cruces. Is that, that's where it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Las Cruces, yeah. Um, so starting in October, um, long story short, a player for New Mexico State was lured uh, by a female. In November, wasn't it? I, I don't know. It was, I think it was November. November. When, when New Mexico State was going to play New Mexico in a basketball game, lured um, to New Mexico's campus from a nearby hotel, um, was jumped and um, had guns pulled on him by, I, I would assume it was gang-related, um, New, Mex- New Mexico students. Um, he then defended himself, shot and killed one of these people, got away, um, and then New Mexico State... Um, this is what we knew at the time. They their bus got pulled over on their way home. They canceled the game because of the shooting. The bus gets pulled over by the police. Um, you know what goes down. Stuff happens. Fast forward. They're investigating. Comes out this weekend that they're under investigation. Suspended their season um, until further notice. Whole staffs on administrative leave. Um, and it comes out Saturday, I believe. It was Saturday or Sunday um, that the coaching staff knew about this took this guy's gun put it in a in a towel or something and were carrying it they had it on the bus um it's so confusing and then apparently there's some just disgusting uh, a player um said there was hazing going on and you read into it the, the guys are trying to take some guy's pants off and touch his is male region area. And, and, and just do inappropriate, weird, just honestly homosexual things to this poor guy. Um, and it was three on one. Um, I mean, this is that, that's disgusting. That is literally disgusting. Um, screw these people. And then their coach got fired at a good. Um, that's a train wreck. That, that might get a death penalty for something like that. Hiding right. stuff and then. The hazing, uh, that's... This is like Baylor times New, two. And New Mexico State has been a, a, a really good, low-major program. Won a game in the tournament last year, if you don't remember. Um, their coach took the Mississippi State job, Chris Jans, and then this guy came in. He was a former JUCO coach, go figure. Um, and just, it's a complete, just off-the-rails, batshit crazy just time for that school. Um, so hopefully they can get it together because um, that's sad um, and just unfortunate for the for the student athletes that did nothing wrong, um, and for the poor guy that was hazed by his teammates. Um, it's just weird and just disgusting. Um, all right, happy time. Um, let's go around the world, college hoops, 
Wow, it's been a, a whirlwind since last. What was that Monday that we did it? Mm-hmm. Um, Big Ten is it, it, it's a it's a logjam. It's a complete logjam. That's if a, if Illinois who was losing by thirteen at the half tonight goes down. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, I mean, six teams at eight and six. It, it's um, weird. Two teams at nine and five, and then Purdue at twelve and three. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Now let's start with the game of the week. Um, biggest win in Northwestern wow. program history. Uh, Ryan and I were probably, watching. Probably clinched the the tournament for them. We turned it off because it was a six or seven point game with you know four and change to go, and we're like, oh, this is this over. Because every time you Northwestern would make a little chip at it, and then Purdue would just bring it right back up, and then we get a text that Northwestern's about to win this game and watch the watch the rest of the game play out, and it's like whoever you know bottle that up because Northwestern. Yeah, Rutgers, you know, obviously is their number two, but like people are going to be watching Northwestern film because Northwestern arguably lost their two best players to North Carolina and Duke respectively last year, and they're better. Um, sometimes it's addition by sub, you know by subtraction, and and that's the case. Their guards are playing lights out. They're they're veteran. They're savvy. They've got some young big guys, and they just have a great mix and a great togetherness. And and they found the recipe. They kind of bottled up Edie a little bit, and that's what I would be worried if I was a Purdue fan is. Are the freshmen, albeit, okay, now freshman guards really by at this point in the season, you know, you've played, um, you know, you've played, what, 25, 26, 27 games. They're not really freshmen anymore per se. But when panic time comes, how are they going to hold up? And, you know, the other Purdue pieces and parts are nice, but they're nice, right? They're pieces and parts. They're Yes, they help make up the whole, and they make Purdue one of the top three, four, five teams in the country. But you, it gets real scary about this time of the year when the formula becomes shut one guy down, and and you know hopefully the team then can rely on freshmen to carry them. It, it doesn't happen very often unless it's like a Kentucky or a Duke or you know somebody like that. So I'd be a little nervous if I was a Purdue fan. I mean, they're still well in the driver's seat. They're twenty three and three overall. They're twelve and three in the Big Ten. I mean, they they are two games clear of the entire league. Um, yeah, uh, they do play Indiana once more, but it's at Mackey, so that's one of the teams they have a two game lead on, and they have a two game lead on Northwestern. And, and again, Northwestern's dream season, like everybody was excited when they made the tournament and won a game a couple years ago for the first time ever. This team's probably better. They're going back, and, and they're beating better teams. I mean, we were lamenting Michigan State. Dog tired losing to them in early December, thinking, "Oh my gosh, what a crap loss!" Northwestern's a bottom of the barrel team. Northwestern's tied for second in the Big Ten, people, um, and they've beaten Michigan State in Indiana uh, on the road. They've beaten Illinois. They've beaten Purdue. I mean, they've beaten the top of the Big Ten. They've swept Wisconsin. Um, crazy, 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 crazy. Rest of the standings wise, then we can get a little bit more into Michigan State. Minnesota's still sitting there in the bottom. Yeah, they took a COVID break over the weekend. They're getting a postponement tomorrow night, uh, as Michigan State at least originally postponed everything for two days uh, following the shooting. And now it sounds like only the sports for two days, but classes are probably going to be suspended through the week. Yeah. Um, so we'll see when that gets made up. You know, you got to hope as a Michigan State fan that they get a shot at that game because if there's anything close to a gimme in the league, it's Minnesota. Um, and Michigan State deserves that, frankly, after the schedule that they've had to play. Who, who would have thought this at the beginning of the season? Not Ryan or I. Ohio State is 13th at 3 and 11. They're awful. Two behind Nebraska at 5 and 10, number 12. And then you start to, then you get Wisconsin has a losing record 6 and 8. Wisconsin and Ohio State. Uh, Nebraska's fighting valiantly. Um, yeah, and kudos to them. You know, Best season under. Probably, Ford. probably not very outside shot at making the NIT, but still, you know, they're a battle. They're they're a tough out in any game. They've won five games. That's more than probably I would have expected. But Ohio State at three and eleven, like they've got a lot of really good young pieces, and they've got a great coach, but they don't have a collective whole. Like they don't have a glue guy. They don't have a go-to guy. Their go-to guy is a freshman, sensible, and he's kind of hitting a little bit of a wall right now. People are kind of figuring him out a little. Um, Zed Key is playing hurt. He kind of plays dumb with that shoulder, honestly, and, and Ohio State doesn't have a lot of size. I mean, they're playing a ton of freshmen. Wisconsin is taking a big step back, and they're in big danger of missing the tournament. They're 14-10, and 10, and they still have a chance, but at 6-8, and eight, um, I don't know. Penn State making a nice little run tonight. Yeah, they, they're going to have to go on a run. They're 14-11, 5-9. 
you know, they may be a team that has to win four out of the next five to get to 10 and 10 to get a chance to go dancing. And then it's really the teams that minus Michigan should be safely in the dance. Michigan State, uh, big road win at Ohio State. We'll talk about that in a minute. You know, big win against Maryland earlier in the week, which, you know, Maryland is very highly ranked in Ken Palm. Uh, Maryland's right there also at 8 and 6, 17 and 8. Michigan took a tough loss against Indiana and Shame. is playing themselves out at 14 and 11. I mean, they've got an outside shot, but they, they just don't no, they don't have they, any quad wins. They have no quality wins. They yeah, have they don't quad have any, four loss. I mean, yeah, it's it's not looking good for them minus if they get in with the name on the front of the jersey. Iowa's is Iowa. They're 16 and 9, 8 and 6. They're probably going to be a first weekend out team um, assuming they get in. Northwestern obviously Probably punch their ticket at nine and five. I mean, it would be helpful certainly to win a couple more games. Illinois kind of has made a nice little comeback, eight and five on their way to maybe eight and six, depending on if they can come back Just against add Penn to the State. Pile. But, you know, that's a good, talented team. Uh, we'll get a little bit more about them in the in the third spot of around the world. Rutgers has fallen on a little bit of hard times, but they're still eight and six, sixteen and nine, and they play good enough defense to get some wins. They really do have trouble scoring. Really the top two teams are Indiana and Purdue. And I will tell you right now, Trace Jackson Davis is my national player of the year and he's the Big Ten player of the year. I'm sorry, Zach Eady's great, but he's seven effing five. And if you're seven five, you better be able to get fifteen rebounds and score twenty points a game because you barely have to shoot it at the basket. Trace Jackson Davis is solely left-handed. I don't understand for the life of me why people have not figured out to sit on that to take his left hand away. Nobody, maybe they have, and they they're just so unsuccessful. But that dude is on a tear um, in Big Ten play, especially. And he, uh, Indiana's got a nice team of pieces and parts, and he is a bona fide superstar example of coming back and improving and improving. Now, does he have the jump shot for the NBA and stuff? Probably not at this point in time, but. He's got He's Indiana in a place where Indiana can make a March run. Indiana's got the right pieces and parts to make a March run because they play a little bit of defense on top of the fact that he's virtually unstoppable. So um, that's kind of a run through the standings. It's it's going to be really crazy to see really how two through, you know, two through nine especially and then maybe to see what Penn State or Wisconsin can kind of do if they can come from the back of the pack a little bit. But, like, there are a ton of teams playing for those second, third, and fourth positions in a double bye in the Big Ten tournament at this point in time, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a complete, just, like you said, logjam. Everyone's basically just beating up on each other. <coughs> Excuse me. Which is the sign of a league that doesn't have any elite teams, but is also a sign of a really deep league, too. Right. It's very. May, do they have somebody that can win in March? That remains to be seen, but the thing is, is nobody really wants it so far, it seems like. it's It's kind of a... It's about as even as Stephen a year as it'll get, and we'll get a little bit more into some of the metrics um, in around the spot, around the world's about three. But um, yeah, it's it is uh, it's kind of a it, it's crazy right now. And in national, you know, NCAA overall, if you just flip flopping those teams, Alabama might be first for the first time ever. Um, Houston's right up there. They've been probably one of the more consistent teams all year. Like expected to be good, have been good fluctuate kind of between one and four all year um big 12 is still rock solid from really top to bottom really good lead um acc not so much um big east is pretty good at the top big east is pretty good at the top so um you know it's it's going to be an interesting run through through the next three weeks until you know conference tournament time hits and then all bets are off and it is going to be a crazy crazy tournament i mean it's to the point where I tried to take some of my free Super Bowl winnings and put them on an easy parlay last night in college basketball of four double-digit, no, five double-digit, like major double-digit, 14, 15-point-plus double-digit um, favorites, and I still lost one of the five in the parlay. Like, it, that's how crazy basketball is. It's just, it's every day, it's a stay away from <laughs> In the betting game from yeah, me because it's, it's just flushing money down the toilet because it's it's virtually so impossible to figure out right now. Yeah, it's you want to talk, talk a little bit about Michigan State? Yeah, uh, we'll start last Tuesday. Fifteen uh, zero start. You don't see that too often. Then this piss dribble down the leg. Um, 
No, Maryland is good. Maryland's but still, good, but you know, Michigan still State choked. until Ohio State had lacked kind of that killer instinct. Michigan State was a road dog at Ohio State. As bad as Ohio State had been playing, partially because they hadn't been able to close out games, and you thought you saw it coming again after a blitzkrieg first half. Ohio State chips it down to five, and then Michigan State answered. And I'll say the one consistent piece in those two games has been Joey. As bad as Joey was for a three-game stretch, as in flush him down the toilet, don't ever want him to play for Michigan State again, he's hitting that three again, he's confident, he's rebounding, he had a lot of good rebounds against Ohio State. Like, he's going to have to be a key. Um, And then it's kind of a – he and Tyson and, you know – Maybe Aikens has been playing better. He got to the rack against Ohio State. He wasn't shooting and hitting the outside shot, so he stopped settling. Yeah, he had a nice you know, game. AJ, when he's at his best, he's a six, seven, eight points, six, seven, eight assists, six, seven, eight rebounds guy. Yeah, can he score twenty a game if we need him to? Yeah, but that's that that's not going to bode well for Michigan State. Mark my words. Um, he needs to be kind of like that toe the line of a triple double kind of guy for Michigan State to make some noise. Uh, Cooper continues to kind of get a little bit better, in, or not Cooper. Uh, Cooper does play well. He had five points against Ohio State, but uh, Kohler, he's got the old man game in footwork. He still needs to learn how to finish a little bit better. Mahdi was better um, defensively against Maryland, but he's still kind of a, or against Ohio State, but he's still kind of a, a liability he's on clunky. offense. He's clunky, bad well, hands. I saw something earlier that said he's fourth in the Big Ten in defense, defensive rebounding percentage, only behind Edie. Um, Trace and then uh, someone I can't remember the other one was. Yeah, I mean, so he's. Oh, he, Amaru. I guess you have to look at it this way. Madi scored a lot in the first couple games, and we thought, okay, here's a threat. Let's be honest, he is not an offensive threat unless he's catching alley oops. Um, oh, and those catching. are really just a. That's a really just a push it down through the hoop alley oop. Um, if as long as he can play good defense, stay out of foul trouble, and rebound, that's good enough because. You know, Hall, as he continues to kind of come around and get better and better and health-wise, is he's going to be a contributor. Hall's a guy that could score 20 points in a game. And he's a guy that can score three, but not stuff, stuff the stat sheet, but make a huge difference and impact in the game. And that's what Michigan State needs out of Hall. He's He is that glue guy. Um, can he score? Yes. Can he rebound? Yes. Can he pass? Yes. Does he have to all the time? Not necessarily. Because he can communicate and he can play some defense, and that's what Michigan State's going to need. And he's a threat, right? Like, he's just more of a threat. Um, Brooks has got to score more to stay on the floor, although his his defense has been better. But his um, Holloman has taken a major freshman step back, and I account some of that to being a freshman. All all three of the freshmen have taken those, like, wow, they did some great things, and it's like, oh, my gosh, are they in high school still? Um so it, it'll be interesting because what do we have this week in Michigan this week? Michigan Saturday. And then so we'll see when Minnesota gets. IU's on next Tuesday. Um, so it's kind of a crucial stretch. You know, those are winnable but losable games too. And, you know, Michigan State's got some momentum. It's too, It's a shame for all the reasons, but from a basketball purpose, it's a shame that they can't play Wednesday to kind of get that third in a row and be nine and six and just have even more confidence. But at the same time, you know Izzo's going to have them practicing, and when Izzo's teams can practice, that's when Izzo's teams get better. So that'll be interesting to see. Anything, anything else you got on Spartan Dogs? Uh, I don't think so. Um, keep the streak rolling. All right. Uh, spot two, Super Bowl, and NFL just in general. Um, I guess we can just touch on NFL news real quick. Um, Colts hired... Uh, What's his name? Steichen from the Eagles, and then the Cardinals hired Gannon from the Eagles. Um, so, Eagles need to find two new coordinators after losing the Super Bowl. Um, and what was a really good game, like minus how it came down to the end, like that play had little impact on that game. I swallow the whistle and let it be settled on the field. It was anticlimactic after it was such a great game. Great first half by the Eagles, great second half by the Chiefs. And, again, the refs took the ball out of the playmakers' hands, and we had to just settle for knee, 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 kick a field goal to win it, and it was kind of like, well, Michigan wah. State, they would have missed. Yeah, probably. So it was like, this two, I mean, Chiefs are worthy winners. They had a great second half. Yeah, um, the way they played in the second half. Great game, average commercials at best. couple good ones. Kadishak one was great. Um, and an okay halftime show. I'm not a big Rihanna fan. I mean, it was a pretty cool, like, setup. Not a big a fan of her music, you know. It was decent, but it wasn't great. But like, I don't know what's happening to the commercials though. In general, they're, horrible. Um, the they're just part. not like creativity. I think people are so damn afraid of being woke 
and canceled that they don't stick their neck out there anymore. And it's, it's kind of disgusting to be honest. Like it goes along with where we are as society that people are too afraid to, to poke fun at things and to laugh at things and to laugh at themselves. And it's like, when do we take ourselves so seriously and yet hate on each other so much? It's ridiculous. And it comes through in those ads, frankly. I mean, I, the best, most relatable, there's two ads that stick out to me that were really good that I remember, and which is what you want as a brand and a marketing guy. It was the 2B commercial where everybody in the world thought they yep. sat on their remote, um, really well done and really talked about afterwards. And for me, the Miller Coors Blue Moon, because it confused the hell out of people, why would Miller Light and Coors Light be fighting each other? And then in a Blue Moon commercial, newsflash, they're all owned by Miller Coors. Um, but like that was smart because there's three brands that I remember um, because it was a very different type of beer ad than you usually see. Were there right. some other decent ones? Yeah, sure, there were some decent ones. But like it's not, not $6 million good, not $7 million good. No way. No way. Yeah, um, yeah. The Caddyshack one was really good. Um, what else was really good? Um, the E Trade. Those are always classic. There was a good Google one. Um, the Amazon one with the dog was, was good. Anybody good who's had a dog, dog is good. Was Farmer's good. dog was sad. Um, you know, so that, it's not like they were. I'm, I'm going to say they were all awful because there was there were some good ones, uh, but they were not. They weren't like what you're. Good. They they weren't like skip the bathroom until halftime show or skip the bathroom until the second half or until the local commercials come on good. And that that's what your Super Bowl used to be. And for the money that is spent, I get it, inflation and everything, but they're just they're just not that creative anymore. There's not this M this M Ya Wat Maya, whatever like Eminem, you screwed up with your wokeness and your your rebound attempt is like flat. It sucks. It's horrible. Like stop. Spare us all. Yeah. Completely agree. But, yeah, um, football's over. That's sad. It is sad. Jalen Hurts, I mean, he held up well. Man, just four stood. touchdowns total. Just had the one mistake. He had the octopus, uh, the which I should have bet on, the a one player to score a touchdown and, the, and get the ensuing two-point conversion. It's a very rare occurrence um, in football. That was, you know, if you like prop bets, there were a bajillion of them. So many. Um we won the coin toss bet. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, the Gronk kick thing was just good advertising by FanDuel because that was really a bunch of nothing. It was just free money to bet. Well, you know he actually made that? That went in. Did it? Yeah. I saw a zoom in and it went in. Oh. And they said he missed it. Oh, well, that's the same officials that were calling the game then, I guess. Probably. <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Mm, but bunch of crap. Um, shout out to uh, Sky Moore with a touchdown Western Michigan boy. Oh, yeah, you know, and hey, like, I, I've loved to hate on him, and you know it, on the podcast, but uh, Aiden Hutchinson, kind of a little funny appearance there, and, and a real, one thing that was good, and the NFL always does some sort of, like, flag football or, you know, kids in the game type of ad, and if they're, you know, with the flag football girl running and was boys, kind of empower women in sports, that was a good commercial, it was funny, it was creative, and Aiden Hutchinson was pretty funny in that, so I, I got to give him a shout-out for that, because I still don't like him, so. Well, he's going to lead us to the... Promised land next year. Maybe. Maybe so. Lines are the be- ninth best odds to win the Super Bowl. If that's that, crazy. That's pretty ridiculous. Best in the NFC North. That is nuts. Um, no, yeah, it's not normal. Uh, Derek Carr got released today by the Raiders. He gets to pick wherever he wants. Which I... I don't know. If I'm the Raiders, like, hopefully there's some comp in there somehow, but I don't think so. Like, are you that... I get. I mean, he wanted him. to control it. And they would have gotten something out of him because he's still serviceable. He's going to be able to go somewhere to help a team that is yeah. just shy of a quarterback Tampa. because he has the experience, you know. So I don't like that. Interesting. Rodgers is in his darkness retreat. He's a freaking weirdo. <laughs> At least he's a conservative. Doing his heroin or whatever the hell he does. Shrooms, probably. No, it's some other. I can't remember what it is. He doesn't do heroin. He can get kicked out of the NFL for that. No, you know, he's not Lawrence Thomas. You mean Lawrence Taylor? Lawrence Taylor, yeah. Lawrence, Lawrence Thomas, Thomas. from Michigan State. <laughs> he did, but there was also, yeah, I don't know. Ah, whatever. Thomas Taylor, it's all the same to me. You got anything else NFL-wise? Nope. So let's just jump into the third spot, which is back into March Madness. Um, you know me at this time of the year, I like to especially look at the Ken Palm. Cause you want to do an ad real quick? No, we can do that after this. Okay. Um, fun, you know, I covered it last week. If you're a top 40 offense, top 22 defense, 
that's what it takes to win the national title. And then if you really boil it down, like top 12 in week six of the AP poll, top 11 in the preseason AP poll, that really limits your team. So I like to look at that top 40, top 22 week over week. And we had a little bit of, of movement in there. And, and I think, um, you know, these are generally the types of teams that you have a pretty good efficient O and you have a really good defense and that's what wins games. Still in there from last week, Houston, UCLA, Bama, UConn, Kansas, Creighton, new to the mix, St. Mary's in Virginia. Like, what do you think legit the chances are St. Mary's winning? Probably not, but interesting. They fall into that category. Coach looks like a plumber. Just on the outside, I'd have to look at it to tell you exactly why, but Purdue, Tennessee, Texas, San Diego State. There's a lot of teams. Illinois, Kansas State, and Maryland. Like, Illinois and Maryland are just on the outside of the on the cusp there. I think both of them have better offenses than defenses. I'd have to go look at the Ken Palm. But um, hey, Ken Palm really liked Ohio State going into last week because of their offensive efficiency. Michigan State held into what, 41? Michigan State's, that, we didn't talk about that. 42 to 30. We did not touch on that. Michigan State's defense is phenomenal. Yeah, it is really good. Without a, any rim protection, it's, it's really good. Um, good development. That's a good thing to have. Cause yeah, I mean, they kind of they kind of do when Mahdi's in there because he can yeah. block shots, but he doesn't block shots like Michigan State guys have block shots. But, yeah, like let's look at the Big Ten and the Ken Palm. Purdue's number four. They're 7 on O, 23 on D, so that's why they're just outside. So they're, for all intents and purposes, they're right there. Um, Indiana is 19. They're 18 O, 37 D, so they're not too far away. Illinois, 49 O, 17 D, so their defense is inside the, the mix. Um, they're ranked number 20. And then you have Maryland is 25. They're 42 O, 27 D, so they're pretty close. You have Michigan State at 30th, 76th offense, 16th defense efficiency. So oh. those are the – and then you got Iowa at 34 um, and Northwestern at 47. So the, and Ohio State's still just outside the top 50 at 51. So Big Ten is getting a lot of love in the metrics. Uh, of course, metrics don't win games, although those Ken Palm stats haven't lied for the last 20 years or so. So we'll – Yeah, we'll see. We well, shall see about that. We got one seeds this week. Um, do you remember what I had last week? Are you keeping Purdue, track? Houston, Bama, UCLA. That's who I have this week. Those. Yeah, three. I'm gonna stick with that. Um, I just UConn. I don't. UConn's in falls into the category of they have the offense and the defense to do it, but I feel like who did I? Purdue, Bama, Houston, UCLA. UCLA. I mean, Kansas definitely could fly in there a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, I still think Creighton is probably my sleeper team right now. If I had to say it, all it depends on. Selection Sunday too, but like the, it's going to be hard. You're going to be hard pressed to find a champion um, that's a clear cut leader. I think. Well, who you, same as last week you got, or yeah, I'm sticking with the same. Okay. I still think UCLA is the class of the of the Pac-12. I mean, Arizona's pretty they good, played, but they played terrible over the weekend. They lost to Stanford, I think, who's not very good. Um, and UCLA has that been their experience too, so right. Um, who you got um, for your your Big Ten seed this week? Ohio State probably out. Obviously, they're yeah. Let me look at the standings for the Big Ten. I think Ohio State is an out for Michigan sure. Michigan State. What do you got them as this week? Um, you know, Michigan State. I think they're on the rise. I'd probably put them in that seven eight category. Yeah, you had them as an eight last week. As did I. I, I have them as a seven this week as well. Um, I think they're trending up. I think they can. They finish the season well. They could get as high as a six. I think that would be ideal for them, so they can avoid, you know, a Texas, a Kansas in the second round if they were to get there. Um, Purdue both had them as a one. I think Maryland's in that seven eight range. Yeah, um, I think Iowa's. I think a lot of teams that are in that range. I think Iowa's also in the seven eight range. I think Northwestern's probably like in the six range right now. Honestly, I have I have Iowa's an eight. I think, but I don't think Northwestern would get that kind of respect. I, I think Northwestern's a nine. I think they're good six good, but I think they're more like a nine seed on selection Sunday. Yeah, that's what I think. Illinois, I think, is a team that could could rise up and keep rising up. Obviously, Ken Palm. I got them some. as a five. Depends on they're still down twelve in this game with fourteen minutes to go. So I could see them being a five. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers, I think they're probably they could range anywhere from a seven to a ten. I think. I, have them as a, um, uh, I think Indiana could sneak week. up as maybe even as high as a three seed. To be honest, it yeah. depends on how they finish out the season. But I, I, 
They have a really nice team. I have I, them as a four. Purdue's going to be a one or a two. I don't see them slipping beyond a two. And honestly, I, I don't really see them losing again in the Big Ten. So. You think Wisconsin's going to get in? No. I don't think Wisconsin gets in. I don't think Ohio State gets in at this point in time. Uh, what about Penn State? Mm, I'm going to go no right now. Wisconsin probably has a better chance, honestly, than Penn State. I'd, I'd put Wisconsin as maybe like second four out. Yeah, um, I had them as first four out. I think Penn State has an outside chance, but they're going to have to clinch this game, and then they're going to have to make a big run. What about Michigan? No. I don't think so either. I think that was their kiss. No, unless they get it off the name of the front of their jersey, I don't care. They could have a winning record in the Big Ten. They haven't beaten any good teams. They just haven't beaten any good teams. They they have chances for quality, pretty quality wins. They have tough teams down the stretch. I don't think they're going to do it. Um, that's just me. I think they're going to have to go on a major run. I think at eight and six right now. I think they get a. They have to win. Boy, they're going to have to win probably four out of their last four or five out of their last six, and they're going to have to win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament, in my opinion. Yeah, let's hope um, they stay out. All right, we'll go to add. Yeah. Quick word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders. Thank you for the renewal, Jim and Donna. Appreciate you. Team Anders Realty will help you find the home that best fits your needs and makes the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients over 30-plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. All right, we're, I was toying with a Canadian Mount Rushmore again, but I couldn't. I was going to do like Super Bowl commercials. We kind of talked about that. So we're going to go to an actual Mount Rushmore. Um, last week, Newsflash, LeBron, I think maybe it was even when we did the pod, had, you know, clinched the, they booed the scoring, him at the Super Bowl. whatever. Um, you know how I feel about him. But in honor of the fact that I absolutely put his horse's ass on the Canadian Mount Rushmore, let's go in the NBA All-Star game, I think, is this weekend. Let's go the Mount Rushmore of all-time NBA greats. Um, Jordan, Kareem, Bill Russell and um, well, that spot's tough. Um, let me think about it. you. Give yours. I'm going Jordan. He's the goat all time. Even if you know Pistons fan or not, uh, Kareem, best center in the game. I mean, there have been some good ones, Olajuwon, Shaq, whatever. But Kareem, uh, he was a game changer. Uh, Magic and Bird. Magic and Bird put the NBA on the map. Um, coming off that 79 national championship game in Michigan State, Indiana State. They saved the NBA, um, and they each played for dynasties in the 80s. Uh, obviously, Magic's career cut a little bit short because of the HIV, and Bird's career cut a bit short because of his back. But I dare you, if you don't know them and you're young, go watch their highlights and tell me two players that are better than them, minus MJ and Kareem. Uh, my last one I'll put... Um... I'll put Magic. Um, Kid Bill Bird, Chamberlain. Yeah, Kobe. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot of good players. There's a reason why there's a 50 all-time greats. I'm telling you right now, I could think of at least 10 guys that I would put before LeBron, and not even for his personality BS, just because I think there's 10 players that are better than LeBron James. That's my take. Hot take, but might be true. All right. Fifth spot, we hit the West Michigan Golf Show. As usual, I drained a couple putts in the putting contest to get into these finals, and I just missed the chance to win 500 bucks. It's kind of the, but I like something about half court shots and hole in one contests and whatever. I did not, I didn't do that well in the hole in one contest this year, but um, that's always a good time. If you're in GR, go Friday night. There's nobody there, and you can just skirt your way through pretty quickly. No long lines for anything or whatever. it's you know it's twelve bucks. It's kind of like whatever. It's I guess it's like going to a movie. But it goes to Folds of Honor. Yeah, it goes. It does. It goes to Folds of Honor. So it's a it's a good donation to charity. And you know if you're in the market for gear, I, I personally I wouldn't buy clubs at something like well, that. They got bags. But and, you know they got all kinds of stuff: balls, bags, hats, whatever. whatever. Um, cool golf cart if you want to buy like a fourteen thousand dollars souped up golf cart or whatever. But that gets you a little bit in the mood. My golf trip is just a little over a month away to Orlando. Looking forward to that with Chris and Dob. Um, last weekend. So one thing I wanted to point out, John Rahm, right there in the mix again, his worst finish since September is eighth place. 
he's not number one in the world. Scotty is again um, after winning, which uh, by the way I picked last week. Um, yes, you did. But is there you know winning is hard, and I know people are like, oh, Rom, he kind of blew it, or he kind of choked, or he kind of faded on Sunday. The dude has not finished worse than eighth since September. Man. That's like Tiger good. I'm not saying he's Tiger Woods, but that's remarkable. He's been he's been pretty money. And the Phoenix, they just know how to do it. Like it was kind of disappointing, probably because the Super Bowl or whatever. The fans were a little, the crowds were a little down on Sunday. Um, I don't think there were any real memorable hole in ones. It was kind of the wins of Augusta and stuff. Nine, well, but not, not, on not on sixteen. Um, but yeah, Ricky's been playing better, so that was fun to see. He won there a couple years ago. Scotty defended his title. He really did it in runaway fashion. JT had a nice quiet um, showing. Spieth kind of was up there and finished top five ish. Um, that's just a fun one to watch. It's it's a really well done tournament. It's a tournament for the fans, but yet they don't get like live wild and crazy. So it's like that great mix. Of you know a little bit of rowdy but under control, had a great streaker moment. Uh, the guy had the juke of epic jukes on the 16th green, and then ends the up on the WM in the middle of the pond on the 17. Legends, crazy 19th hole, whatever. Fortunately, he had pants on of some nature. Yeah, that probably that Gino the... that we borrowed it from us from the Beckmans. Yeah. Um. But yeah, great tournament. This tournament this weekend should also be great. Yeah, um, looking forward to the Rangers. Tigers tournament. Tigers playing <clears throat> makes it even better. Um, yeah, you hope he can make the cut. <coughs> well, he says he wouldn't it. play if he didn't think he'd win. So that's that's a very Tiger thing. I'd like say. to hear that, even if he's older and you know, obviously injuries, unfortunate events for him. Um, how do we do? Uh, how do we do picks wise? Yeah, se- combined seventh, mine sixteenth. So we all had a pretty good week. I picked my first winner of the season, I think. Right? Yep. Shuffler um, and M I had. And then uh, this week, Genesis. I- I've got two guys. Uh, Morikawa. He played well there last year. Um, great iron player. Fits. Fits his eye. Um, the riv does it. The riv is a. If you if you haven't ever watch it, please watch it. Beautiful golf course. It's fun. Um, it's a great event. I mean, it's one of these elevated events, so there's a lot of great players playing in it. Um, and I got Nick Taylor finished second. Um, he's yeah, playing he's well. well. He's he's doing well, and he likes these these West Coast courses. I'm um, going to go with a couple of guys that have won this tournament in the past. One as recently as last year. I'm going to go with Max Homa and Adam Scott. Adam Scott's a little bit more I, than I heard, plus 5500. Yeah, I heard that he's a kind of darling. Um, yeah, he plays he plays really well there. Um, he might be worth putting a nickel on because he's plus fifty five hundred. So I, that was my mistake. Is I usually bet every week on the guys that I pick, and I didn't bet on Scotty last week and should have because wins in golf are right. not that easy to pick. But so right. be it, so be it. But good news here is in Michigan is fifty five, fifty six today. It's kind of spotty yeah, that up and down, but open. some flags in here at Boulder Creek. So. It's windy as I'll get out. It's like 45-mile-hour yeah, gusts. I don't know that I'd get out and play quite yet, but um, it's at least a positive forward sign to see it's good to the see. flags in the hole and not much snow around except for in shady areas. So it's really good to see. We're, we're, on, we're on the up and up. Yeah, really, really good to see. Um, you love it. You got anything else golf-wise? I don't think I have anything. Nope. Um, all right, brings us to the sprint. Um, we kind of talked about it, but what was your just favorite? You got to pick one. Um, just Super Bowl ad. Favorite Super Bowl ad? Probably the Caddyshack one. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was a great redo. My team at work likes to spoof movies, and I thought they spoofed it perfectly. Yeah, I, I uh, couldn't agree more. That was really funny, um, and just good. Made you want to Mick Ultra. Um, worst Super Bowl ad. Oh man, uh, that's hard because that means I don't remember it anyway. There were a lot of bad ones. I'm gonna go with the M and M's one. Yeah, that's that was. I, I'll go different. Hot dog that shit. Was terrible. That was crap. I, the one that was terrible was the beginning. That T-Mobile one with Bradley. Cooper. Oh yeah, that was bad. Was People were calling dumb. that. Women were calling that cute. How about, that was because terrible. Bradley Cooper's cute. That was no, because his mom was in it. That was horrible. That was horrible. It didn't even make any sense. It's terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. A, that was a waste. Terrible. Who's your uh, early? Uh, Way too early, 2023-2024 uh, NFL favorite for next season. 
Oh, man. I mean, I look, the Chiefs are proving out to be a dynasty. A dynasty. They're young. Mahomes is electric. He's not even – he re-sprained his ankle in the first half and just had an amazing second half. They reloaded this year when people thought, oh, they lost too many weapons. They just find a way within that offense to get things done. Andy Reid's um, a hell of a coach. You know, and by the way, people are giving Terry Bradshaw shit because of fat shaming him, asking him about a cheeseburger. Give me a break. This is what I'm talking about, people. Like – Stop being he woke like fat. that. He he buys into it, and it's funny. And he talks about cheeseburgers, and he likes cheeseburgers. So kudos to you, Terry Bradshaw. So I think it's hard to pick against the Chiefs. I mean, how do you? You got to consider the Bengals. You got to consider the Bills on the AFC side. Maybe the Chargers are on the up and up. On the NFC side, I mean, it's unless the Eagles have some gutting of some sort. Now losing coordinators is not the greatest, but. Um, yeah, you know they're they've got some really good young talent. They're good on both sides of the ball. They're going to be really good. And then, yeah, I don't know. The rest is kind of remains to be seen. Do some of the teams that flashed up are they good again? Lions, Giants, etc. Um, speaking of way, Eagles coach. This is a little off topic, but meant to mention in the yeah the, in the open the tears during the national anthem. That is what this country needs. That was cool. That, that was, was cool. Pretty awesome. Um, by. Uh, why do I always Sirianni. Sirianni, yeah, the pizza delivery guy. Um, all right, um, we talk about we always got to do some sort of pop culture or food. Uh, what's what's your favorite and favorite fruit? Favorite fruit? Yeah. Wow, that's random. Um, that's a good question. Um, I'm gonna have to go a toss up between watermelon and pineapple. Okay. I like it. I gotta go with grapes. Always have liked those. Um, all right, that's it. That's one eleven. Um, we appreciate uh, all the support and um, from our followers. Um, those that have been listening for a long time, uh, Chris, Riley, um, Kyle. Um, I, I'm, who am I missing? Mana. JG. Um, JG. Coach G, um, we appreciate you guys and, and your support. Keep passing along. Uh, we'd love to grow it. I'm trying to possibly come up with a little sponsorship thing here with uh, some other some other uh, people to get some prizes maybe for, for a March Madness um, pool that we'll do. Um, yeah, but we appreciate you guys listening. Let us know what you want to hear. Uh, want to hear mailbag. Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, mailbag. Um, any basketball topics, football, cricket, soccer, whatever, whatever you want to hear, we'll do it. Um, but yeah, thanks guys. Uh, couldn't do this without you. Um, and keep thinking about those people in East Lansing and their families, please. Thank you. And another shout out to Team Anders for their sponsorship renewal and for their partnership from day one. Great neighbors, great friends, great realtors. TeamAnders.com. Meantime, some people want it to happen, some wish it would happen, others make it happen. And a little homage to MJ Michael Jordan, our unanimous choice for Mount Rushmore.